What's up guys? This is a little uh, Militia Watch Monthly Update. Militia Watch Monthly Update. Militia Watch Monthly Update. Militia Watch Monthly Update. Thanks for tuning in for the first episode of the Militia Watch Monthly. This is uh, less of a podcast and more of a audio companion to the written monthly update that is posted on the Militia Watch blog um, at the end of each month. So this is the first one. This is for January 2022. Uh, those who have been reading Militia Watch for a bit may remember a weekly Militia News update that Militia Watch ran uh, from late 2020 through late 2021. It was a lot of work. There's a lot of great writing, a lot of things to sift through. And it's probably a better balance for Militia Watch to instead focus on a monthly review, which this is the audio component of. So, uh, a lot has happened in the last year, obviously. We are now a year out from the storming of the U.S. Capitol on the 6th of January, 2021. Um, This is being recorded in late January, 2022. And the media environment around militias and far-right groups in general is worlds, worlds, worlds different. Um, Militia Watch fills a very different niche now than uh, even a year ago, two years ago. So let's get into some of these news items. We've got one about the Oath Keepers and then uh, you know, three or so about Boogaloo and some associated groups. And then we're going to close off with just a note about a neo-Nazi group that's not necessarily a militia, but it's kind of, it's relevant to those who are maybe reading about militia groups to also keep up with. So first on the Oath Keepers, the big item here, and anyone who is listening to this audio or reading the Militia Watch monthly update probably already knows this, but Stuart Rhodes, the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers group, was arrested on the 13th of January. He was arrested, of course, on charges of seditious conspiracy. He, alongside 10 other people, uh, had these charges added to their plate. Um, it was kind of looking in, in Militia Watch opinion, but I think this is probably also across the field as well, like... Uh, Stuart Rhodes was not going to catch charges for his involvement in the riot. Um, many of us are now eating our words. Um, uh, so be it. Those who have remarked about the seditious conspiracy federal charge have been quick to point out that the last time that seditious conspiracy charges were levied at a federal level uh, for far-right action, there seemed to be a lot more evidence on the side of the feds than there is now. So it will be an uphill battle for prosecutors to uh, pull this all through. Regardless, it's the first that Stuart Rhodes has faced, and there's a lot of good reading out there about the arrest, what's been revealed in the court documents, and how people, including Stuart Rhodes' estranged wife, uh, feel about the, the charges and the arrest. Next up on the Boogaloo, Um, This is something that has been written about a lot in weekly updates in the past, and we're probably getting to the 
uh, last quartile of this kind of story. But Michael Dolliger of St. Cloud, Minnesota, was sentenced to two years on 19 January for possession of drop-in auto sears. These were a 3D printed part that was placed in a AR-15 to convert it from a semi-automatic rifle into a fully automatic one. Now, the sentencing and the charges that preceded it are related to ongoing investigations into Boogaloo purchases from a site run by a West Virginia man who was 3D printing the parts and marketing them as portable wall hangers. Um, many times he would have sales referencing Duncan Limp, the Boogaloo martyr, um, and he has agreed to cooperate with investigators. So notably, Dolliger was initially charged due to um, a report from a informant to the feds uh, that he was planning to uh, commit violence on the 17th of January. 17th January 2021 was the major planned day of Boogaloo action at state capitals around the country. There were some events last year that happened. Unfortunately for Boogaloo uh, organizers and perhaps fortunately for the rest of us, the spectacle of January 6th um, meant that the tone of the actions and the fear of those who were participating in them um, led to a much lower turnout than was otherwise anticipated by researchers and journalists. When Dolliger was arrested uh, at his car, he had several rifles, a handgun, handcuffs, zip ties, smoke grenades, a bunch of gear with Boogaloo memes all over it, and a printed copy of the Declaration of Independence with him. His lawyer claims that Michael Dolliger had no idea that the Boogaloo movement wanted a civil war, despite the fact that Boogaloo is a code word for the Second Civil War. So, a little, little hard to believe there, but so it goes. The next uh, Boogaloo court proceedings that are worthwhile talking from this month, talking about from this month, are the cases of Daniel Anderson and Connor Goodman, two men from central Washington. They were indicted on the 5th of January, so two weeks prior to um, the St. Cloud Man, Minnesota. And they were indicted on charges related to explosive devices that they were intending to deploy against police officers. Anderson made the improvised explosive devices from glass mason jars and commercial fireworks. Goodman was the leader of a boogaloo group that gave Anderson a shotgun at a September meeting that the group held. One last boogaloo news item here, which is related perhaps more broadly to the sort of Second Amendment uh, and pro-gun movement writ large, which is that this uh, month was host to MLK Day, which meant that another VCDL Lobby Day was held in Virginia. The VCDL is a right-wing pro-gun group. Um, their acronym stands for Virginia Citizens Defense League. They are perhaps most well-known for their leader getting duped by Sasha Baron Cohen into advocating for arming kindergartners with submachine guns. Um, but also... Uh, more impactfully, they were the crucial organizers of the January 2020 Lobby Day in Richmond, Virginia, that drew over 20,000 pro-gun activists, many of them armed, to the Virginia Capitol. This year, like last year, was a little bit different from 2020. 
in that the turnout was tiny. The primary actors who were there armed were a boogaloo group known as the Virginia Kakoas. Um, they're kind of a rebranding of Mike Dunn's old group that has uh, attempted to use some of the Virginia momentum in the wake of allegations that he may be a federal informant. The uh, armed men and a couple of women from the Boogaloo and some other groups who turned out in support of them and the VCDL uh, marched to the Virginia state capitol and were greeted by police officers who told them that they were in violation of a no firearms mandate around the capitol. After some brief discussion, they walked away and vacated the scene peacefully. Um, that's, that's kind of it for VCDL day. One last point to bring up, and this is not directly related to militia groups or militia activists, but sits at a interesting periphery that those who are watching militia groups should probably also be aware of, which is action by the Patriot Front neo-Nazi group. Most notably, Patriot Front showed up at the March for Life anti-abortion uh, gathering in D.C. They showed up in their usual costumes with their shields. Um, as they were gathering and chanting things over megaphones, it was revealed that Unicorn Riot leaked a bunch of their messages, their chats and user profiles from Rocket Chat. This is from Network 7. The action in DC um, involved police forming a circle of protection around the neo-Nazi activists um, before helping guiding them to vacate the premises. Um, they took the subway and left DC without any further incident. So thanks so much for listening to this short audio review. Remember, you can find this on the Militia Watch site. And the Militia Watch site, for those of you who've maybe found this through a different avenue, is militia.watch. And you can read all of the fun analysis uh, by Militia Watch, as well as monthly news updates like this in the future. Militia Watch Monthly Update Militia Watch Monthly Update Militia Watch Monthly Update